0: You are listening to LDS and Loving Life, Episode 16 Understanding the Difference Between Guilt and Shame. Are you a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and sometimes feel overburdened, discouraged, and generally not as happy as you'd like to be? If so, welcome! I'm Jordana Thiessen. I am a lifelong member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and a certified life coach. I am here to help you use the gospel in the way that I believe it is meant to be used to bring you joy. Let go of limiting beliefs that bring you down and welcome empowering beliefs that lift you up. I'm so excited you're here. Hello everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. I had mentioned in an earlier podcast that I wanted to do an episode all about guilt and that day is today I recently got to participate in a virtual event that a fellow coach held it was all based on developing self-love and seeing the areas of our lives where it is a lack of self-love that um Causes us to not reach for our goals or to beat us up in, uh, it's just so many areas of our lives, and there were so many really incredible presenters, and there was one presenter and she said something that just struck me. I had never thought of it before, and I knew I I need to go do this episode about guilt and shame. And this presenter, her name was Rachel Tucker. And I'm going to wait until a little bit later in the podcast to share with you what she said. But it's really good. And I will share it, I promise. Guilt is an emotion, a feeling. So in the self-coaching model, that goes in what's called the F line, the feeling line. And so it comes from a thought the thought is about a circumstance that has happened, so it could be something that you did, it could be something that you experienced, and you have a thought and it creates a feeling of guilt, but what is the difference between guilt and shame? That's what we are going to explore today. I want to start off with something that Alma, the younger, so when he was grown and was a dad, he had a son named Coriantin. And those of you familiar with the Book of Mormon know that Corianton was the bad son who had, while on a mission, gone after the harlot Isabel. And there does end up being a happy ending for Corianton. And so that's really good. But one of the very last things that Alma says to him is, And now, my son, I desire that ye should let these things trouble you no more meaning all of his sins, all of the things he had done. And only let your sins trouble you with that trouble, which shall bring you down unto repentance. That's in Alma chapter 42, verse 29. This verse of scripture was first pointed out to me, actually, while I was in the MTC at the very beginning of my mission. And I love that idea of letting your sins trouble you only down unto repentance. And when, when we feel guilt, I believe that that is a gift that we have been given to help us recognize and know when we have done something that is contrary to what the Lord wants for us. And even what we want for ourselves. And that is thanks to the light of Christ that every person is born with, as well as those who are confirmed members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The gift of the Holy Ghost can help us recognize when we have done something that is contrary to what's in our best interests. Just a few days ago, I had an experience where I had the opportunity to feel guilt and I want to share this opportunity because it very clearly shows what guilt is and what it feels like. My children have been playing with Lego for the last couple of weeks and like most kids they have times where they do Lego and then times where it's packed up for months and months and months in the cupboard and they don't play with it So right now it's a Lego playing time and they really like to build creations and then keep those creations. Well, on one particular day, only my youngest son, who's three years old, was at home and I was busy. I was doing gardening things and other just little tasks that I had done and he was playing with the Lego and I didn't think anything of it and I knew that he would be playing with things and honestly, it was fine with me. Well, when my older kids got home from school, my one my oldest daughter was very upset because my youngest son had broken a creation that she had been working on and it wasn't finished. And she was really upset. And I was hot. It was like a million and one degrees here and we don't have air conditioning and I'm trying to get supper ready. And I was not in a really compassionate place myself so anyway so she was yelling and screaming about this lego creation being broken and she said don't you care and i said no i don't care and then you know for some odd reason <laughs> no very justifiably she then made a sarcastic remark about me being a really great mom well once i i was away from the kids. They went and had just some quiet time in their rooms as part of our regular routine. And I felt guilty. I recognized that was a really insensitive thing to say and I was in the wrong. Those really were my thoughts. That was an insensitive thing to say. I was in the wrong and I would like to apologize to her. And so we all got a popsicle after their quiet time was done we were out on the porch and I made sure to apologize to her and to own up that what I had done was was really unkind and that she didn't deserve it I don't remember all of the words I said but I I apologized for saying that I didn't care so in this situation I felt guilt from either the combination of those thoughts or one in particular, but I think mostly the feeling of guilt would have come from I shouldn't have done that. Like, that was was a mean thing to say. But I want to point out what I didn't start thinking and what I didn't start feeling. And I'm going to own up that oftentimes... I don't stay in guilt. I do move into shame. I was not saying I am a terrible mom for saying I don't care that her little brother broke the Lego creation. I was not saying I'm not fit to be a mom. I'm a terrible person. I suck at parenting. Those things weren't running through my mind. I do get those thoughts for other things (laughs) for sure. So I want to share with you the quote from this woman, Rachel Tucker, who was a presenter at this uh, summit, uh, put on by a life coach named Tyson Bradley, and he's also a member of the church, and he's a really, really wonderful man. So one of his presenters, Rachel Tucker, said, shame is the fake counterpart to guilt. I'm going to say that again. Shame is the fake counterpart to guilt. Can you see how what I did was unkind? How it's different from I am a terrible person. In guilt, we, rec- we have a thought about our action. And it's a thought about that action was not the best. It was not aligned with who I want to be and who I know that I can be. It's focused on the thought, whereas shame takes the circumstance like I said to my child, no, I don't care, right? That's the fact. The thought of I'm a terrible mother because I said that creates a feeling of shame or any variation. So essentially guilt is the thought about what was said or done. And shame is a negative thought about yourself because of what was said or done. I hope that that makes sense, that I explained it clearly. Now let's look at um, what Alma had said to Corianton again. Where he said, Only let your sins trouble you with that trouble which shall bring you down unto Repentance. So back to my example, I felt guilt because I had the thought that what I had done was unkind. And so that guilt fueled the action of me determining to and then following through on apologizing to my daughter. And then it was done. And so the result was that I did get to act in a way that is aligned with my highest self, with who I want to be, and who the Lord wants me to be. I got to demonstrate showing my child repentance and making things right, apologizing. I got to show, yeah, sometimes we make mistakes and we don't have to stay there forever. So do you see how that actually has become a beautiful teaching moment? And that was thanks to guilt. My sin troubled me enough to the point of repentance. Shame, on the other hand, the fake counterpart to guilt, tells you why you are a terrible person, why you are not fit for love, why you are not fit to be a parent or a leader or a teacher or a sister or a brother or whatever it is that you are not fit to be on this planet even, right? Satan uses this fake counterpart to guilt to bring us down and to let our sins trouble us past the point of repentance. And we've seen this in our lives or in the lives of others. I've seen it in my clients where they they say, like, I know that I'm forgiven of things I've done in my past. I've repented. I've had blessings where I'm told I'm forgiven but I haven't forgiven myself. And that is because of shame. So do you see how, it, like at first glance, it can seem like guilt and shame are similar, but they're very different. That fake counterpart is to bring us down. Now, if shame is a fake counterpart, why do we experience it? Well, probably because there is opposition in all things. And so any time that there is something good and for our benefit, Satan likes to have a counterpart. And sometimes it looks a lot like twisting something that is good. It's good to feel guilt. Because that is kind of like our the needle of our compass to let us know when we are off track. So guilt is a good thing. Shame acts like it's the needle of the compass, but it like, refuses to ever point north. We are always in the wrong, and it's, it's not that this action was wrong. It's because you took this action, you are wrong. And so it's very, very destructive. Another way that I like to think of guilt is Um, oddly enough, it's an analogy to do with cars. (laughs) This is not my forte, but I know enough that this analogy makes sense for me. Um, so when you go to start your vehicle, you have, it creates a, a spark, right? And that spark is the first step engaging the fuel and then being able to run your car like normal and okay my car ignorance is so coming up here <laughs> but that's what we need the battery for right we need the battery for that spark but we don't use the battery to to drive the vehicle it's just to start it so the same is true of shame it's like that spark that ignition to prompt um, further action. But when we are living our lives and acting from guilt all the time, odds are you're actually acting from shame. And it's exhausting. And you always feel like a terrible person. And you can't accept maybe credit where credit is due. Like maybe it's accepting a compliment. Maybe it's recognizing that you have done something well. And so guilt was never meant to be a prolonged driving force. I don't believe. Because as soon as you start that process of repentance or that act of turning to our savior and to our heavenly father for help the guilt is gone right they infuse you with a feeling of love and so guilt is a really loving gift that we have and so if you are wanting to um, figure out okay am I feeling guilt or am I feeling shame it might be really helpful actually it would be really helpful to do that thought download so whatever the circumstance is whatever the thing is that had happened write down all of your ideas and your thoughts about it so that you can discover exactly what you're thinking about it and when you do that self-coaching model up in the circumstance line you put a single fact of what happened and so maybe It's words that you said to someone. So what exactly are the words that you said? And then if you're not sure if it's guilt or if it's shame that you're feeling, ask yourself, what is my most predominant or strongest belief that I'm having about this circumstance? And then take a look at it this could be a clue. It's not necessarily a one hundred percent answer, but I think a good clue is: is my thought some a thought about myself? Like, am I am I telling myself something about me, or am I telling myself something about my action about the circumstance? I think an easier way to get clear about if this is, um, shame or guilt that I'm feeling is to ask yourself, what am I believing about myself because of having done this action? So if you, okay, let's, let's look at the example of me. Um, I said the words, I don't care, right. About the Lego being Lego creation being broken. And so if I was to say, what am I believing about myself? It would be, I, I just said a thing that wasn't really true, or maybe looking at, like, I, I was hot, I was tired, I was stressed, but it's not a, I'm not believing that my worth is any less. And so fill up that model to help you see which emotion you are really feeling, and and then you can carry on with it to look at your actions. Guilt is that spark to take action to put us back into alignment, right? And so in my case, it was apologizing to my daughter. If it's the case of shame, it might be things like looking for all of the reasons why I was justified in what I was saying and choosing to continue to have angry thoughts and to be um, short and impatient with my children like those are really common things for me to do from a place of shame or else to kind of withdraw to my room and be alone and not talk to anybody and so if it's getting you back into alignment with your best self and with the savior odds are it's guilt if it's keeping you down and maybe putting you further off course from where you really want to be then that's a really good indication that it could be shame that you are feeling So that is what I have today. So guilt is a good thing. It is a blessing from Heavenly Father that we have the opportunity to feel. And he allows us to also feel shame, the fake counterpart to guilt. And we have something to learn from all of it. It's also not helpful to never try to feel shame or to feel bad about feeling shame. That's more accurate. Don't feel bad about feeling shame because we do all experience feeling shame because we are human. And so we do have something to learn from it, even if it's recognizing, oh, interesting, when I do something that I don't think is best, I automatically think that means that I'm a terrible person. And so we can we can grow from there. Once we recognize that, we can learn how to let go of shame. And that's one of the things that hiring a life coach was so helpful for me with in, in parenting was where that journey started for me. And and it is, not a, oh, it is not a one-time journey where suddenly you're just at the end and you never feel shame anymore because you continue to be just as human. And... Being able to recognize, hey, I'm feeling shame and I actually don't need to be, It just feels so much better. And then when you feel the guilt for doing something, you can just move on from it. You can just make it as right as possible. And your self-worth in your own eyes hasn't gone down. And then when you stop and think about it, it's actually a really beautiful thing, right? Like when I had the chance to teach my daughter and, and all of my children were with me, and so they they all heard me say that I didn't care that the Lego creation had been broken. And they all got to see me put repentance and apologizing and aligning myself in real time. And so then it becomes a really beautiful thing. So reach out to me with any questions. Uh, come sign up from co- for some coaching. I've got plenty of times available and I'm so excited to... Meet with you and please share this with others. You guys are being amazing. It is so exciting for me to see the downloads for the podcast. And I'm just really grateful that people are listening to this and I sure hope benefiting. Leave me some reviews. I would love that. All right, everyone. I will talk to you later. Have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful or interesting in any way, I would love for you to share it with others, rate it, and leave a review. I offer one-on-one coaching for people just like you. If you want a coach who values and understands how important your faith is in dealing with your personal struggles, I would love to be your coach. You can sign up for a try-it-out session today at youarelimitless.ca. See you soon.